0: Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures, so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word.
1: Welcome back to our 66 Summary Verses of the Bible. We continue on in our New Testament Summary Verses. We're looking at the Gospel of Matthew today. So far, we looked at James, Galatians. Chronologically, we believe Matthew comes next from the period of 50 to 65 AD. I know it's a long period, but sometimes it's tough to point down exactly when the apostolic writing was put down. But we're looking at a very important verse today from this Gospel of Matthew. Nathaniel, would you like to read that verse for us
0: today? We are reading from Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. This is coming from the English Standard Version, a nice summary verse of the Gospel of Matthew as a whole. There Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Matthew is the first, first of all, it's the first book of the New Testament. In in the order that our English Bibles are written in, it also is the first of the Gospels written chronologically, though probably not as early as James or Galatians, which we've already taken up. But Matthew does a really good job as the first Gospel in the New Testament to make that transition between the Old and the New Testament. It bridges the Old and the New Testament by pointing to the Jews of his era, Going back, they read through the Old Testament. They knew the Old Testament. So what Matthew does is as he tells the story of Jesus, he goes back to the Old Testament. He shows those things that they knew and were familiar with in the Old Testament and shows how they are fulfilled in the life and the ministry of Jesus. So, Neil, we're coming off of the season of Epiphany right now. And one of those things that Matthew includes in his gospel is the appearance of the wise men and how the wise men came knowing these promises of the Old Testament and expecting a Savior to be born. They come to Jerusalem looking for that Savior, and the scribes and Pharisees go back to the Old Testament, the book of Micah, to say, oh, the Savior is supposed to be born in the city of Bethlehem. So Matthew does this great job of taking Old Testament quotations and references and promises and prophecies and saying, look at Jesus, look at what he did. We know that he's the fulfillment. We know that he's the one that we've been waiting for. 60 times in the Gospel of Matthew, he connects the Old Testament to the life of Jesus. And he says, this is what Isaiah says. This is what the prophet says. And this is fulfilled in Jesus. He refers to Jesus as the son of David. So Matthew does this great job of showing the Jews of his day and age. Jesus is the one we've been waiting for. You guys know the Old Testament. Look to this guy, Jesus of Nazareth, because he is the fulfillment of God's plan for us. He is the savior. Now he's the savior of the Jews, but like we saw with the the wise men, Matthew also points out that Jesus was the savior for the Gentiles, not just the Jews, but all people. But the Jews should know better because they have those Old Testament scriptures that point us so clearly to Jesus. So that's one of the great reasons that Matthew is a great starting gospel that transition or bridges the old and the new Testament together.
1: I totally agree. You know, as you pointed out, the Jews and Gentiles alike, you know, that's who Jesus is speaking to with this verse. This is recorded from the Sermon on the Mount. And in this verse in 17, when he uses that word do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. The law would be referring to the Pentateuch, the law of Moses, the first five books of the Old Testament. The prophets would be, you think of you know, all the different, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Hosea, all those prophets. So he's speaking about the Old Testament there. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So it's very important for us to understand what that word abolish means, I believe, in this verse. Now that word abolish in the Greek is luo. It's a form of luo there. And so you can translate that word, I typically see in three different ways, abolish, like we have here, destroy, or set free. Now, the context, as we mentioned with James and with Galatians study, always is key for helping us determine what way to translate that. And this is getting very technical, but I think it's important for us to really understand what Jesus is saying here in this summary verse of Matthew. None of those three words are wrong, abolish, destroy, or set free. They're all synonyms, but there is really one that's best. If you look at that word abolish the way it's used here in the ESV, again, it's fine, but we maybe think of abolish as the Old Testament is now null and void, no longer needed. And that's not true because it points us to our Savior all the time. We don't use the word there, luo, in Greek for abolish as destroy. We wouldn't say, Jesus didn't say, I didn't come to destroy the law of the prophets. I have not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. And so that idea, of he's not saying that they're no longer necessary, Obviously, we think as Christians that the third use of the law is how we use the Ten Commandments, the moral law, to follow Christ. Just like James was talking about how our works is evidence of our faith, our keeping of the Ten Commandments, our keeping of God's law, our treasuring of God's word. But I really like, as you described so well, explaining the summary and the background of this very important verse is another way of translating that abolish, that word luo in the Greek, and that's to loose or to set free. And I think the gospel is really contained in that verse there, in that word, because it says really the idea of setting free, that we're no longer bound by the chains of the law to hell, because Christ has now set us free. That's the reason why he came. Just like Jesus said, he has not come to, he had come to this, the purpose Jesus had come was to destroy the works of the devil, that sin that had shackled us to hell for eternity. Romans 8, 4 says, that the righteous requirements of the law have been fully satisfied by Jesus. So that's what Jesus is saying here. He has not come to abolish. He did not come to destroy. He had really come to set free us from the works of the law that we could not do ourselves. And so this is really the heart of the gospel right here is what Jesus is saying in the Sermon on the Mount. So often we look at the Sermon on the Mount, we think it's all law. It's really not because Jesus is pointing here to what he had come to do. It's heavy on law but really the gospel shines through like a diamond that it is in the rough. And we see how wonderful that is, the good news that Jesus has come to, to not destroy what the law means for us, but to fulfill what he did for us.
0: I'd like to close. I mentioned epiphany as we were going through this. The, one of the very first records in the gospel of Matthew is the coming of the wise men. We just came through the epiphany season. This epiphany hymn, is going to tie Jesus back to the Old Testament, which is one of the main points of of the Gospel of Matthew in showing us what it is that he came to do, that he came, as you pointed out, Neil, to fulfill the promises of God, fulfill the law perfectly in our place. So we we pray. O God of God, O light of light, thou Prince of peace, thou King of Kings. To thee where angels know no night, the song of praise forever rings. To him who sits upon the throne, the Lamb, once slain for sinful men, be honor, might, all by him one, glory and praise. Amen. Amen. Deep in the prophet's sacred page, grand in the poet's winged word, slowly in type from age to age, nations beheld their coming Lord. Till... Through the deep Judean night rang out the song, Goodwill to men, hymned by the firstborn sons of light, re-echoed now, Goodwill, Amen. That life of truth, those deeds of love, that death of pain, mid-hate and scorn, these all are past, and now above he reigns our king, once crowned with thorn. Lift up your heads, ye heavenly gates, so sang his host unheard by men. Lift up your heads, for you he waits. We lift them up, amen, amen. Sing to the Lord a glorious song. Sing to his name, his love forth tell. Sing on, heaven's host, his praise prolong. Sing ye who now on earth do dwell. Worthy the lamb for sinners slain, from angels praise and thanks from men. Worthy the Lamb enthroned to reign, glory and power. Amen. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.